Look at my little goat dragon mug. Girl dragon. You really are good to me. Thank you. I'm so glad you said that into the microphone. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Whatever. You may have the, you're going to have the time of your life and you're going to forget about me and you're not. I doubt it. And you won't need me. You're not even going to want to talk to me. I doubt it, but it's fine. That was actually really nice. You're welcome. No, no, how that, how that makes me feel. (laughs) Still think about it. (laughs) I won't. I'm going to move on. Hi, I'm Olivia. And I'm Kelly, and this is a Court of Theories podcast, where we deep dive all things Akatar, Throne of Glass, and Crescent City. This podcast contains spoilers. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. And guess what? Hmm. I know you already know this, but it's just really funny given the gift that showed up from you today at my house is that I literally have on here, Year of the Dragon, probably a girl dragon. <laughs> <laughs> And you know what? This beautiful dragon mug from Starbucks or a goat, if you ask your son, showed up at my house. I just want you to know that people are selling those online for $50 a piece because they can't find them. So just so you know. And ours had them? Instead of hawking it, I saved it and gave it to you. I thought about it. You really do love me. I don't know. I need the good karma right now. (laughs) I'm happy that you chose good karma. You're welcome. She's a beaut, Clark. I love her. She's a girl dragon for sure. Hold it so I can take a picture of you for them. But basically you just, you didn't even know that I had that on here and you just went right into it. I just saw these dragon mugs on the internet and then I went to Starbucks the next morning and I always just go through the drive-thru and I was like, you know what? I'm going to go in and I'm going to see if they've got those mugs. And they did. Are Our regular Starbucks. Even better? Yeah. Yeah. They always have the goods. Even better. I bought them with stars. (gasps) Did you know that? So you can buy items for 400 stars. And I was asking the girl, because I saw that you could do that. And I was like, can I use that on these? And she's like, yeah, 400 stars are good for up to $20. I was like, that's good to know. Thank you. That's actually really good to know. Yeah. So there you go. Hell Yeah. Thanks. You're a star. Sixteen ninety five or something or whatever. Anyways, I got them for free. You're I guess not free because I've spent a lot of money at Starbucks eh. to get all those stars. But you know what? You have reaped the, what it is. You've reaped the benefits <laughs> both at the time of drinking your Starbucks and then after with those beauties. Okay, this picture. I do. I look terrible. No, I look like trash, don't I? Shut up. Like a. I I look like white noise trash. I just want to zoom in so much because look at the the mug looks beautiful. Like I nailed that color. And then my face is right Shut next to up. it. What? Ah, what a good new year. I love it. At some point during this new year, you'll get your shit from Bookish Box. So just hang on, buddy. But you know what? At the end of the month, we're going to get the greatest gift of all. And you know what that is? Hofas. Hofas. Bro, it's, I'm, I'm getting so anxious. I I mean, obviously I'm excited. Clearly we're all excited of the release. I'm getting so anxious about leaks. This is going to probably be an unpopular opinion. I don't care about leaks. 
I will get that book and read the last fucking page before I even start it and not give a shit. That's just how I be. I know. And it just, it doesn't ruin it for me. I don't care. But also you're like, I'm getting so anxious and whatever. And I'm excited, but I'm also just not even thinking about it. To me, it's just not real because I don't want to be is it? anticipating it. Oh, okay. I was because like, I have some kind of emotional disorder where I don't let myself feel anything. <laughs> I don't want to let myself get excited. I'm literally leaving for Mexico in you're, two days. Like two mm-hmm. in three days, three days time, I will be in Mexico in a beautiful house on a beach. And I can't, I haven't even been excited about it. Actually, in fact, I've cried the past two days. <laughs> I don't let myself enjoy things. Someone diagnosed me. I mean, I can diagnose you with a lot of shit. It won't be helpful. Someone qualified oh. diagnosed me. Oh, oh, yeah. That's, I'm not qualified in that. I'm a qualified asshole, but not. Why is this not working? I'm okay if it's like a line or two of something. So then it's like kind of out of context. You're not really sure. But I even saw where I think it maybe it was Yaz was talking about that. Even after like when Sky and Breath came out, she said that even Bloomsbury like two months in spoiled the ending. Two months in. Please go look at the quarter theories story that I just posted. Oh, no, I'm so scared. You're going to love it. Mushu. It is proof. That Mushu thing was just cracking me I up. look like I'm in a wheelchair at a nursing home. <laughs> <laughs> it's your grandma blankie. It's my grandma blankie in my dumpster chair. The, the blanket itself is not grandma. Just the way you're, that you're wearing it is the grandma. Yes, 100%. Because this is a beautiful Sherpa-lined JLA Fall of Rune and Wrath blankie. And... It's one of my favorite blankies. I'm, oh, you know what I am? I'm like that decrepit minnow in SpongeBob. I remember when chocolate was That's a minnow? I think so. I never knew what it was. I just, she's like the lady that's a spine. Yeah. Yeah. I remember when chocolate was invented. Warren was like, oh, he's still like terrified of that. You know, like the the guy that's like really hyped up about it. Yes. If I go chocolate, (laughs) Warren's like, stop, you're scaring me. That's how I torture my child. <laughs> oh my God. Never let him watch like, Courage the Cowardly Dog or anything. You know, I was scared. Of, I never watched that either. I want you to know right now, it is scarier as an adult because it, it's like adult style issues where, I mean, yes, like the premise of the show is like overarching, like supposed to be like, scary or whatever, but like, the lessons in it. I'm like, oh, no, 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 no. That's scarier than like Eustace. Eustace and Muriel. Encourage the cowardly dog. Ah, anyways. What was I? What's happening? Oh, spoilers. Yeah. But listen, that Facebook post that you showed me of that girl that was like ever so bold to be like, look what box fell. I'm like, did the box fall apart? Are you fucking mafia is now waiting for you outside, right? I'm convinced (laughs) that Bloomsbury has like a secret service. Whenever the president came to our town, I worked at the children's museum at the time. And so we could go out on the rooftop and stuff, but I also worked. And so we definitely watched like over at the congregation place that they were at. Anyways, I walked around in that in a rainbow shirt. Nobody talked to me. It was great. So whenever the president was in town doing his tour, whatever the fuck it was he was doing, 
spreading his Cheeto dust everywhere. Literal Secret Service members were downtown. And Liv, it was like being in a movie (laughs) where they literally sat on the benches around downtown with newspapers in their hands and they would (laughs) lower them and watch you walk by. I'm not even shitting you like, because I would walk from the museum to the post office every day. So I'd walk there and walk back. That's so funny. And I'm not the, the like four days before he came into town, they started planting. And one day, this is the best part. One day it was like misty raining. Motherfucker still sat on the park benches and stuff with newspapers. I'm like, are you kidding me right now? This is insane. So yeah. So that girl, She'll have that popping up. She'll be like, what is that guy in a suit doing holding up a large piece of paper in front of his face? To be so bold. I would, like I said, I, to you, I would send you that. I'd be like, holy fucking shit, bro. Look at this. Fuck me. I'm like, I guarantee you that every Barnes and Noble employee in this country has been threatened with an inch of their life. Because the girl that I know that works at our barns, whenever they were releasing the paperback, Sky and Breath, they literally had notes on the boxes that said, if this box is opened before this release date, we will be sued and you will lose your job. This cannot get leaked out. You And she even told me, she was like, they even told us like, we cannot pre-buy them. It's so wild. Yeah, because she's like, some books we can pre-buy. If it's like the night before or whatever, like if they're closing and it's going to go out on the shelves the next day and they don't work, they can pre-buy them. It's crazy. Yeah. They were threatened. So I'm like, can you imagine when HoFast shows up at these retailers? Like, I'm sure our barns probably will put will threaten with an inch of their life. I mean, I, whenever that one went out, I, you saw, I literally helped the girl unload boxes. What up, Jordan, if you're listening? Hey, girl. I, I don't know. If I see a spoiler kind of like you, because before I got to read Sky and Breath, there, you know, obviously Bloomsbury didn't wait very long before they started posting spoilers. So I saw some stuff, but it, you know, out of context, I was just like, it could be headcanon. It could be, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, so, and, t- and then once I got to that, I was like, oh, okay, 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 okay. You know, the people that are like, Throne of Glass spoilers. I'm like, that came out in 2012. I'm pretty sure that we're okay. But honestly, been kind of disappointed with Bloomsbury during this journey. They've not given anything. Like, they, and they've just been purposefully, like, fucking with everybody. Yaz was to the point where she was like, okay. And he- Lou was like, okay, you might as well just not post anything at all this is just especially when Yaz was like that's not even the book that's silver flames with the if they need a social media person Luke sucks. or an email person I'll I'll send him a message yeah just slide in their dms listen they respond back we saw where I was like why would they do this to us and then they said because we can but I another thing just while we're on the topic of Bloomsbury before we get to rolling into stuff I don't know if you you saw, and you probably did, because they did like a compilation reel. And in the first slide, used AI art. And then there's a whole movement, especially with SAS and like the cosplayers supporting real artists. 
cosplayers for real art, like anti-AI, because it is bullshit. Yeah. And the fact that Bloomsbury's UK editions, the new paperbacks, are AI art. The Wolf is 100% Adobe art. And so that's very upsetting in general to where you already had this huge fuck up on your paperback release in the UK where you were called out and yet you still continued to sell them whenever it literally said cover art designed by Adobe Illustrator. You knew, you all knew. And then to have the first slide be AI art. While they fucked up to start out, I will commend them for seeing the writing on the wall and listening to their following and removing it. However, whoever is in charge of that and then sent the same thing to Sarah's team because she also had the same video. Mm-hmm. But we all know that she's not I'm sure that I was going to say, I'm sure they like control her account. I doubt she even like she has like that. from what Lou said, she has her own team. But she's even said, like, I don't get on social media. I don't. So I'm sure it's whoever is like her assistant probably just got sent whatever it was from Bloomsbury and was like, okay, yeah, we'll share this in tandem. And lo and behold, AI art. And I don't know. It just upset me because there are amazing artists out there. There are so many fan artists that are like constantly gassing up her books because people are like, oh, my God, what is this from? And like, yes. And. The different styles, the realism, and then even the ones where they're like cute cartoons, even the comic artists where they're like in little comic strips. It's, it's all amazing. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of like your thing where Hot Topic taking, yeah, where there are amazing authorized Etsy sellers and not even necessarily on Etsy. There's other sellers, but like. You can find a majority of them. Mm-hmm. They at least have a storefront on Etsy or they have an actual website. Oh my God, did you see the shop narrative threads yes. sweatshirt drops today? Yes. If I hadn't been crying the past two days, I would have bought that for myself. Hello, Livco has their throne of glass jammies. Have you seen those Mm-mm. in their whole throne of glass collection? And I'm restraining, <laughs> but I want all of it. They have a laptop bag. They have jammies. They're like the button up. They remind me of like Polar Express fancy jammies like they're or like the jammies at Victoria's Secret. Oh, my God. And they're beautiful. They're like the deep green. And oh, God. And she still has some of her Velar stuff. They have a blankie just like my my granny blankie. And I want that real, real bad. But anyways. And then I sent you that. Sheen, Sheen, whatever it is that you want to call it, they have literal knockoff Valaris shit. I mean, that stuff happens, but it It sucks. happens, but it sucks because it's like someone is going to go on and buy that $3 sweatshirt that was made in a sweatshop that they've probably stolen the design from someone on Etsy. I don't know. It's just very frustrating to me. And it's just, and then trying to figure out what's real and what's not. Like, I will say that the cosplayers that have been together, they have a full narrative about who's AI, who's not, how to tell, blah, blah, blah. And Sass is very much one of those that just ask them, do you use AI art? 
Mm-hmm. She's like, just come. If you don't know, just come out and ask them. And she's like, and then base the, however they respond to you will base on whether or not you want to share their art, buy their art, you know. And, and I mean, to each their own, but there are real amazing artists out there that don't need to, you know, basically compile pictures on top of each other and type in a few words and, and then come up with something that was stolen. I think that's just the shittiest part. There's absolutely nothing wrong with using Adobe Photoshop, but when you're stealing somebody's shit and then trying to market it as your own, that's upsetting. Mm-hmm. But, so basically, do better, be better. Support AI. Art. Also, AI scares me. <laughs> so, in the in the year of the dragon... Speaking of dragons, I can't wait to see more about what Ariadne and the Viper Queen are going to give us in Hofas. If only everyone could have seen the way you just rolled your eyes at me. Hmm. It's whatever. We'll see. Hmm. Hmm. Um, but anyways, so as most of you have probably figured out by now, we, we had some struggles and some troubles previously with recording episodes. And so there was a whole part in the third time that we re-recorded our episode to get to you guys that we left a whole section out because not only were we fucking frustrated with we didn't leave it out like accidentally no we no, no. intentionally we, skipped it so that we could do it justice. right right <laughs> we we did not feel like that we were giving it the justice that it deserved and we needed time to add in some clips yeah we 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 needed to be able to do it properly because it's really cool Listen, not only did I take everything, but I added in some additional research on top of it. I'm so excited about this. So drum roll, please. I was going to do it for you, but that's fine. So this is from our girl, Rebecca. What up, Rebecca? What's up, Rebecca? Uh, So Rebecca is one of our listeners. She's the OG. She's the OGist, and she was the first person to ever admit that she listens to our podcast. And you know what? We have hook lined and sinkered <laughs> onto that, and we're never letting her go. She nope. can never leave us, never. and never, ever, ever. And Rebecca, first off, thank you so much for talking into your phone and sending us a voice clip of your plethora of knowledge of this topic. You know what? We're just going to dive on in. Let's go. Our girl, Rebecca. So everything that she gave us in her voice clip, which also her accent is impeccable. It's really great. It it really is great. I truly, truly as as someone who has a German immigrant married into her family, like got her citizenship in her adult life and which her accent has faded a lot. But like oh, whenever that. I know whenever she first started in the family, like it was, I mean, thick just to hear it fresh in my ears. So our gal, Rebecca, so she's born in Beirut, which is a small town in Northern Bavaria, Germany. And if you Google it, fucking beautiful. My God, (laughs) my God, for us to be surrounded by cornfields and to be considered a flyover state, like that's fucking gorgeous. 
And so what Google has to say is Bareth is a town on the Red Main River in Bavaria, Germany. And literally, this is the excerpt from the little Google. Burp. At its center is the Richard Wagner Museum in the composer's former home, Villa Wanfried. I'm American, Rebecca. I'm giving you the best I got, okay? And also trying to not be offensive. So Wagner's operas are performed at the Bayreuther Festpeel House, home of the annual Bayreuth Festival. That's how I was like, hang on, (laughs) I'm going to do this. On the eastern outskirts, the Hermitage Gardens surrounds the Altus Schloss Hermitage Palace and the Temple of the Sun. And I'm not going to say, hold on. No, I'm going to say it. Sonnen Temple. Look at me. Look at you go. And so it's honoring the god Apollo. And then I put Apollyon? Question mark? JK. 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 But also the Temple of the Sun. Nice. Anyways, it's all coming together. So then it is famously known for its opera house, which was built by the 19th century German composer Richard Wagner and dedicated solely to the performance of his stage work. It is the venue for the annual Bayreuth Festival for which it was specifically conceived and built. Its official name is the Richard Wagner Festelpass. Nope, Festpeel House. Festpeel House. There we go. It is the home of the Bayreuth Festival Orchestra. And so it's got a lot going on for it. And Rebecca thinks it's not conceited at all. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? If I can't say that if I built a building that I also wouldn't put my name on the side of it. So I mean, I kind of agree. I mean, I truly don't know why the street I live on isn't just called Timbard Street. There you go. I mean, there is a fuck ton of us on this street. So it's not it's a little selfish, but it's also a little alarming. But the most important detail of all about this opera house is that our girl Rebecca has worked there for 12 years. You know what? She's in it for the long haul. Clearly does not have commitment issues whenever it comes to. (laughs) She's in there. (laughs) And then for the last two, she has been managing the front of the house staff. Get it, girl. Love that. Love it. As theater kids ourselves. I'm obsessed with this. You are. Not really. You were. How? You took theater class and you were forced to be in our vaudeville. So. True. You're a theater kid, whether you like it or not. I am actually in the thespian society. So I am, I am not a lesbian, a thespian. <laughs> you know what I was going to say? Because you are a white Midwesterner. Anytime Ugh. that I would say thespian, people are like, <laughs> lesbian. <laughs> yep. That's it. I love it. That's it. It. I just knew the she's, they's and gays. Like, I mean, yes. Uh, anyways, thespian. I wasn't with a TH and a P. Yeah. Huh? Uh-huh. Not lesbian. <laughs> I was just going to say, I'm not making fun of lesbians. I'm making fun of your speech issues that you always have on the show. <laughs> I, I have to say, I was cracking up. I listened to last week's episode this morning. Uh-uh. <laughs> I don't even remember what you said. You said something. <laughs> and you fucked it up so bad. And you were just like, oh. <laughs> and then we both laughed. And then we kept going. Oh, no. I know exactly what part you're talking about. And I, I was like, should I take this out? I'm like, no. no. It was very funny. No, I need to But I can't remember in. what it was. Uh, anyways. <laughs> Who knows? I do it so much. Yeah. And I actually think in the show notes, in the show description, I put on there, like, <laughs> and Kelly just messing up where it's like normal. Did you? 
I'm pretty sure I did, but okay. So anyways, back to our fellow theater thespian, Rebecca. Rebecca gives high praise to Richard Wagner and how his music has gotten her through it. You know what? Music, music also has gotten me through a lot. Especially whenever I taught myself how to play the ukulele during COVID and to be able to like sing and, oh yeah, I actually sing Red to Sleep with my ukulele sometimes. I'll sing little melodic songs and he does, he, he slowly like starts to fade. It's so sweet. (laughs) Anyways. All right. So Wagner is all about Norse mythology, like someone else that we know. Sarah. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. (laughs) Jesus Christ. No, someone else. (laughs) Sarah. Sarah, are you listening? (laughs) No. Okay. Which he is the composer of the ring cycle. Not to be confused with, nope, not, nope, that takes it too far, and I'm not going to do it. Look at that. Now that was growth. Keep going. Okay. So which consists of four operas, which are based on figures in Germanic and Norse mythology, from notably the Old Norse uh, poetic Edda and Volsunga saga, and the Middle High German, I don't even know if I can do this, that is a lot of consonants in that, Nimbelunginlied. Sorry, Rebecca. The first two components of the ring cycle were Das Rheingold, which is the Rheingold, which was completed in 1854, and then Die Walker, the Valkyrie, which was finished in 1850. And then I have sidebar. While perusing Wiki, I saw in bold Tristan and Isold. Isold? Anyways. I don't know. <clears throat> I, did, I didn't listen to it in audio, so that's my white American brain. And I was like, hold the phone. Not the same character names from The King of Battle and Blood. I see you, Scarlet St. Clair. Oh, I haven't read that. I love it. Mm. Actually, the second book's right there. Queen of the Monsters. Nice. But this was a work he did along with uh, mature comedy in between composing the ring cycle and just thought that this was a fun tidbit. So he wrote the Tristan and Isolde in between him writing the last part of the ring cycle. Super fun. So I just thought that was just fun because I was like, hold on a minute. I know those two names together. So see, it's just influencing so many aspects. Okay. So then after those works, he went back to the ring cycle to complete the last act act of Siegfried and for Twilight of the Gods as the final part of the ring. Not to be confused with the horror film that took me four times to get through the first 15 minutes. I thought you were going to say not to be confused with the Lord of. Oh, (laughs) We'll get to him later. There you go. Okay. And then I have back to present day. So for six weeks during the summer, his music is exclusively played at the opera house. It's played on four different days and each part gets its own day. It ends with his last opera, which is the one called Twilight of the Gods. His most notably famous one, though, is the Ride of the Valkyries. And then it's. But you definitely know. It's kill the wabbit. Kill the web. There you go. And then actually, I'll just plug like a quick little clip just so that way you don't have to just hear the Bugs Bunny version.
Okay. Ah, it was beautiful. Thank you. Thank you, Richard. Thank you for that. All right. So again, he pulled inspiration from Norse mythology, but he gave the characters varying names from the original mythologies. And then I put in here, I guess not to upset the gods and goddesses. (laughs) (laughs) I'm funny. Laugh. Uh, Mm -hmm. I have. (laughs) (laughs) You're awful to me. Oh, dragon mug. Got it. (laughs) (laughs) So in his first opera, Rheingold, it's about Wotan who is Odin, the yep. god of war. Love it. Which immediately, anytime that I've read the god of war makes me think of the song in Pocahontas that the guy that wears the purple outfit sings, right? But I'm not going to sing it on here because it actually is extremely offensive. Oh. But it's like, send out the sounds of war and it's like, I'm not going to sing it. because it, Yikes. Okay. Yeah. Because like now in my adult life, I'm like, that's actually offensive because of what he calls the Native Americans in that song. So anyways, but that's the beat that I, that I think of like it, listen, it was just a very catchy backbeat. Okay. So anyways, um, and so Wotan is obsessed with power, wants to get his ring. The ring is cursed. And then there were hobbits. JK, JK, JK. (laughs) Rebecca also informs us a very key key uh, piece of information about Wotan is that Wotan is a fuck boy. If there's any takeaways from anything that she told us is that he's a fuck boy. And I like to imagine that it's a fuck boy where it's B O I like boy. So he fucks around and finds out. Okay. And so obviously his wife is not okay with it. I mean, I can't say I would be. I get it. Everyone involved would be dead. And while he's fucking around, he procreates. And who does he procreate? I ask you, Olivia. I would love to answer you, but my Google Docs will not refresh. I cannot scroll. Oh, this page. great! <laughs> it just um, keeps saying trying so, to connect. So, so, who does Bugs Bunny? What What is Bugs Bunny's song called? Valkyries. Yeah. God, we are gonna. <laughs> I don't know why you still let me come over here and do this. <laughs> I keep, I've been sitting over here, like hitting refresh. Like, you showed back up up here. Okay. It should work. Hang on. I didn't even notice that you weren't like, it's just oh, like, it's you're gone now. Oh, you're back. Just close out of it. What page, what page are you on? I feel like a kid that fell asleep in class. Yeah. I don't know, on? Olivia. What page are we on? Oh, oh, I see you. Okay. It doesn't tell me where, what page I'm on. Where did that go? Oh, page two. <laughs> I had to come over to the I'm with scroll you now, bar. But okay. Like ever since we started this, it's just said trying to connect. And oh, like, it wouldn't. Was whatever. it my Wi-Fi? I it can't be I my Wi-Fi know. because I'm on it. I think it's Google Docs because I was having trouble with Google Drive today at my own oh. house. So I think Google's like. Oh, and I really wasn't in Google Docs very much today. I don't know. So anyways, so the Valkyries. Yep. Uh, the Valkyries are the ones who bring fallen heroes slash soldiers to Valhalla or Valhalla. Okay. Are you on the same page? I'm on the same page. Okay. Both figuratively and literally. Then Rebecca gives us a fun fact, and I'm obsessed with this fact. I'm pretty sure that this was something that we just started screaming about whenever we were listening to her. Probably. So um, Wotan fucks a goddess named Erda, which also I would just like for you guys to know that anytime that I throw that F word around, that's right out of Rebecca's mouth. And you know what? 
That's what she said. It is just as beautiful as the very first fall in snow. Every time that she says that word, I'm here for it. That's dramatic, but. Is it? No. I am. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> so Woden fucks a goddess named Erda, who is the goddess of the earth. She exists in and of the earth in a cave, which was set next to the roots of the great tree Yagdrasil, the world tree who represents the nurturing of all life. And I put, sounds an awful lot like Erd, but probably just a coincidence. Probably. Everything is a coincidence. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. If it's not a coincidence, it's a forgotten plot point or filler. uh, 100% filler. (laughs) 100%. So Woden and Erda also have children, but this part is just in the ring cycle, that her children are actually the Norns. And I put, we know them. We know the Norns. They also have a daughter named Brunhilde, who is a Valkyrie. You are following along. I'm here now, baby. Ah. Oh, man. It's so, <laughs> I'm so was fucking having trouble, proud of but you. I'm here now. <laughs> oh, man. All right. So in Norse mythology, Erda is actually a goddess named Jord. And Jord and Odin have the three Norns as children and one daughter, Brunhilde, the Valkyrie. Okay. Erd sees everything. And so do her daughters, the Norns. They are seers. They are Sears, not to be confused with the now gone store Sears. Literally nobody was thinking that. I was immediately because who was it the other day that literally (laughs) told me that someone's house that, oh, there's a house in that they're trying to sell for like almost $300,000 out there. That was a Sears house that they remodeled that literally the original owners bought it out of a magazine for probably like $1,200, probably for $1,200. (laughs) And they're like, delivery is free. Like (laughs) this whole room was a nickel. (laughs) Oh, sidebar. So Casey's rebuilding the engine of our Camry. It was a grandma's Camry because he decided that it was just, gonna blow up I guess I don't know it's a 2001 I looked at him today and I said it's 23 years old and he said and she's still going I was gonna say it'll last another 23 especially (laughs) once he like rebuilds this whole part so I guess there's these little like cap things or I, I don't really honestly I don't know shit about shit so I don't know but anyways allegedly they're not supposed to break but unless you're and I quote a dumbass like me is what my husband said so i I'm actually just quoting his exact (laughs) words that he said to me in the kitchen today. And so he tried to buy some of these pieces and originally he showed me the piece and he's like, it's literally just this like plastic ring or whatever that has to fit over, I think maybe the head gasket or whatever. I don't know. Now I'm just saying words. I was actually going to say head gasket and then you said it and I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. I I really do think that it is supposed to go like either like, it's supposed to go between like the head gasket and like where it actually like the cylinder down into the engine or it actually covers the head gasket. I'm not really sure which one. I mean, I know a little bit. I mean, I have been with the man for 14 years, so I guess I can, I can't, I can't do what he does, but I at least can be like, I understand the mechanics of it enough when he shows me. So good for you. I know. I opened the hood of my car. I'm like, yep. Still there. (laughs) (laughs) It's not on the cinder blocks and, no one's lifted that engine. <laughs> it's not a Fast and Furious situation, so I think we're okay. And so he was like, yeah, can you believe? So this is the original. Can you believe 
how much these pieces are? And I was like, I, I don't know. How much are they? He was like, <laughs> they are 62 cents a piece. He was like, that is absurd. And I looked at him and I went, is it? And he's like, yes. He said, do you know that he was like, back in the day, he's 33, okay? That back in the day, you could get like a dozen of these for like a dollar. And I looked at him and I went, okay, grandpa. And how much was a loaf of bread? A nickel? <laughs> like, I was like, I said, did you go get your milk straight out of the cow for free? Or did you have to go to the store and pay a quarter? And he was like, lady. <laughs> and then motherfucker ordered the wrong size. So then he I love a- that he calls you lady and you call him motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> and that's just the dynamic of our marriage. <laughs> He's so respectful and I'm not. <laughs> As a physical book lover, we've all found ourselves in major need of a bookmark when we've been rudely interrupted while reading. Interruptions like your job your needy pets and family, or your spouse wanting to tell you all about a random thing that they've been doing, all while you're at a really good part. Don't they see that we're reading? And in those moments, we've all found ourselves having to grab for a receipt, a post-it note, a scrap of paper, or the absolute worst, dog-earing your page. Well, in those moments, Case Leatherworks has you covered. Their dog ear bookmark fits perfectly over the corner of your page, so you never lose your place. Their products are made with top grain American leather in a variety of colors, and you have the option to customize your bookmark with your initials. Along with their bookmarks, they offer a variety of home good products that's perfect for any reading nook. Support small business by visiting caseleatherworks.com, and our listeners will receive 10% off your first order by using code THEORIES at checkout. That's offer code theories at caseleatherworks.com. Anywho's things cost more than a nickel. Okay. Okay. So then I have a special little spot here where it says Kelly went down a rabbit hole and sidebarred real hard, harder than what we just did a minute ago. Me talking about car engines. Okay. So I was Googling, did Valkyries have wings? And then I found an answer. Google, let me know. While they are often associated with flying and riding on winged horses, traditional depictions do not typically show them with wings of their own. Instead, they're usually shown wearing armor and wielding weapons, emphasizing their role as warriors and choosers of the slain. Also because they're bad bitches, but neither here nor there. And then I put, how did they fly? Because, you know, then once you have a question, it like follows it up with additional. Mm-hmm. And then it says, using their power of foresight and mystical abilities to sway the tides of war... The Valkyries were said to fly over battlefields on horses, or sometimes they would sport their own wings like the goddess Freya, who may have been the first Valkyrie. And then I was like, I need to know more. And so So who's the first Valkyrie in Silver Flames? Was it Gwen or was it Emery? Emery has wings. That's why I'm asking. I feel like it was Emery. Um, Let's see. Was Gwen the first Valkyrie? Who's the first one to cut the ribbon? Oh, I think it is Gwen. Gwen was, was the Gwen? first to cut the women. Oh. <laughs> there you go. That goes great with my thespian joke. Perfect. <laughs> you know what absolutely kills me? <laughs> I do radio and TV interviews. <laughs> and I never have this issue. Is there carbon monoxide poisoning? No, because last time we were at my house. Oh, you're right. 
It is really just, just me. <laughs> I don't know. You did try to kill me that last time. That was two times ago. You're, damn it. <laughs> Anyways, Gwen was the first to cut <laughs> the ribbon. Okay. <laughs> becoming a true Valkyrie. Regardless, Emery still has wings. She still has wings. And she's one of the first Valkyrie to yeah. reemerge. Okay. You know what? And if all of, if the, uh, the, uh, uh, mm-hmm. if, if all, all of, of them cut to women, the, if, <laughs> I was going to say, if all of the Valkyries that Cassian knew were Illyrian warriors, then they also would have had wings, right? And women's. <laughs> if they were Illyrian? A court of wings and Were ribbons. they Illyrian? Were... No, I, I thought they were literal. Were they? Hey, Siri. <laughs> that says better and braver than the Illyrians. Oh, yeah. But I I had it in my head that they were like, they're the Valkyries. These dragon fruit high cheese are slapping tonight. That's me. I don't think we know that for a fact, but actually, if you'd like to sidebar for half a second. Listen, you know, I'll sidebar all the way out in the left field. Let's go. It, it pulled up a Reddit post by Kara Auden, K-A-R-A-A-U-D-E-N. And the Akatar subreddit. Yeah. Why the Valkyrie ending makes sense. Akasef spoilers. And she's like saying, you know, I've seen a lot of people saying it doesn't make sense that the Valkyries won the blood right when the Illyrians have decades of training. And it's so rare. She says, I think it's far fetched for them to win and luck was involved, but not impossible. Personally, I hate inconsistencies or impossible storylines because they tend to pull me out of things. So if this is one that you are stuck on, here's why I think the storyline works. I'm not going to read all these, but the first one, she's like, you know, they were trained by Cassian. So like he, he wanted, he trained them. Yeah. And then two, she says they worked as a team. This mm-hmm. is important because the Illyrians didn't know who to watch. They think Nesta was attacking, but she was really just setting up Gwyn from behind. They were focused on reaching the peak. It's canon that the Illyrians spend much of their time fighting each other. We, yeah. I love, I love that. Like when you see someone else's theory and it like supports your own thoughts. Yes. It's so validating. Okay. They spend so much of their time fighting each other, working out interpersonal issues and their inner camp rivalries. This is how most die. The Valkyries were only focused on the peak and only fought when they needed to get away. Also, fighting to escape is easier than fighting to kill. Yes. Like, we said that. Like, yeah. We're like, you know, they pretty much hid out. Yeah. As much as they could and then fought when only necessary. Yes. Same. Makes sense. I would also do that. They're smaller. As a long distance hiker, I can tell you from experience that some things are easier if you are smaller. They need less water to travel and can fit in trees side by side. Also, they have less weight to carry up the mountain. The blood right is as much about endurance as fighting. Yes, their fighting skills wouldn't be as advanced and teamwork plus luck helped them escape a few skirmishes mm-hmm. okay i'm unfamiliar but a yearish is more than enough time to build significant endurance especially for Faye, who we know build muscle faster nesta trains three hours in the morning then spends hours walking around the library up and down levels and then does the staircase most evenings that's four plus hours of hard exercise plus six hours of light exercise daily she could definitely climb a mountain mm-hmm. i totally skipped over the part that i wanted to say Maybe it's a comment. Hang on. Oh, here. This is what I was looking for. Oh, it's by Yaz the Bookish, a comment. Ah. She says, I would also add that the girls avoided direct combat and focused on reaching the summit. Plus, Illyrian's large wings are tied. They probably struggle with balance, so the girls have an advantage. Mm. Also, some Illyrians are focused on settling old disputes between them, and the right gives them free reign to settle it by killing each other. But yeah, I don't 
does they say that their wings are tied? I just thought they couldn't use them. But no, also, I think, if, I think they do physically tie them. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. So they can't cheat. I think they're like. It suppresses magic. So I just assumed that it was like suppress their. I mean, I don't know. Either way, I guess if you don't have use of them or if they're tied, regardless, yeah. you're, it's going to throw you off. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, that's another good point. That's what I wanted to add about the wings. I like it. I do too. I'm telling you what, I got really hung up on their wings. Then I decided that I was going to go to Norse Reddit. <laughs> there's a there's a Reddit thread for everything. I'm just scared of commenting on it. Mm-hmm. So what do Valkyrie's wings symbolize? The wings of Valkyries in Norse mythology are often seen as symbol of swiftness, freedom, and the ability to travel between the realms of the living and the dead. So this was from like eight years ago, but then again, this isn't, this is Norse mythology based. So like it really timeline doesn't actually matter. So this is concert koala and they have from my sagas class. Each Valkyrie is issued a magical swan skin. And I did find this in other places, which when worn as a cloak enables her to fly and to make herself invisible. The cloak is jealous jealously guarded and never far from the Valkyrie, even when she isn't wearing it, which also, um, is kind of very similar to like Selkies with their seal skins. And I'm unfamiliar. So Selkies, they're kind of like a shapeshifter type thing, but they have a seal skin. So they're like, they can become human, but they protect their seal skin because when they put their seal skin on, then that lets them to like go into the water. And so if someone actually takes their seal skin and destroys it or keeps it from them, then they can never actually go back into the water ever again. Okay. Yeah. So that's like another form of mythology. And then this was weird. So it's like somebody deleted. It just says deleted. And it says you're thinking of swan maidens. And then Draco underscore X said they are closely related to swan maidens. I'm not aware of them having wings, but some have swan cloaks to become a swan much like Freya's falcon cloak to fly away. Valkyrie, it is noted historically through tales and lores, they have been noted to have wings of their own and as well as ride winged horses. So they are very much related to stories to wings. And then scholar H.R. Ellis Davis comments, the Scandinavian Valkyrie is clearly a complex figure because whenever I was like trying to find this out, there was some that said, no, they don't have wings. They ride winged horses, which I was like, a fucking flying Pegasus, mm-hmm. but okay. Very much tying into Akasif, which the Pegasus then ties into Crescent City with Bryce. And so then Valkyries are seen in the poems as attendants on the god Odin, but they are also associated to some extent with swan maidens and may have links with the spirit wives of the shamans in northern Eurasia who help and protect their human husbands and do battle with hostile spirits on their behalf as well as helping them on their journeys to the other world. Another link is with shield maids, women in the Norse sources who wear armor and fight along with men. Another is the Cirruses who predict the future of children and with the Norns, supernatural women who weave the fate of young heroes. Are you going to fucking tell me that literally this, what I just read to you is not the Archeron sisters? I mean, I buy it. Because you have the women who wear armor and fight along with the men. Okay. You have the Valkyrie, Nesta, and then 
the Cirruses, who predict the future. Do they have red-haired husbands? Just for research purposes. <laughs> all the all the Cirruses? <laughs> yeah. You know what? I may have actually seen, maybe in a footnote or something. I think something. you're patronizing me right now, but I appreciate it nonetheless. No, listen. You don't know. I do. I, do I can si- tell by your face. <laughs> they said I didn't roll my eyes at you like you hate. Mm. So then anyways... Also, the Valkyrie were female servants of the god Odin who brought those who were doomed to die in battle to Odin's Hall, which, I mean, between Odin and Richard Wagner, they just name shit after themselves all the time, which is Valhall in Asgard. And they were described as beautiful young women that rode winged white horses armed in helmets and spears. Don't the, a lot of the times their helmets are depicted with wings? Yes. Okay. Which... I just want to make sure I was thinking of the same thing. Which is very much described exactly how the Bat Boys helmets are. Oh, really? Uh Uh-huh. And there's even like fan art of them with it on. I don't even remember. Type in Reese's winged helmet or something. (laughs) I typed Bat Boy helmets and it's literally baseball helmets. (laughs) (laughs) Those poor Bat Boys out there on the baseball. God. Um, just a sidebar, one of my favorite love fanfic art drawings is the Bat Boys as their band boys. So like Reese is the lead guitarist and vocals and uh Cassian's the drummer and as is bass. Can you fucking imagine? Yes, I love it. I would throw my underwear on that stage so fast. Ugh. As a happily married woman, I'd be like, sorry, Case, your underwear's next. I bought you a whole new pack on Amazon in two days shipped it. <laughs> okay, so not only did they scout out the battlefields for slain warriors, but they were also Odin's messengers. So wherever they rode, their armor would flicker light across the sky. And it just really made me think about Cassian and Asriel's siphons. And also to cross over with Hunt's lightning. Like, I don't know, it just, and then this was later, actually later called the Aurora Borealis, so the Northern Lights. So they actually claimed that the Northern Lights in mythology were from the Valkyries. So I think that's really cool. The leader of the Valkyries was Freya, the goddess of love and fertility that was cursed with the domain of war. And then speaking of wings, not only is Odin and Wotan directly tied to the Valkyries, but he also has a raven, And then I put, Kelly is obsessed about these damn ravens. (laughs) They're everywhere. Everywhere. Wotan only has one eye and the raven flies around and can see for him. And then I said, I see what you did there, Georgie Martin. Hmm? Literally the like brother that ends up in the wheelchair turns into the guy like he can fly around as a raven. Oh, I never finished that. So thanks. Oh, You know what? It came out in 2012 with Throne of Glass. I only got through like season five and then life happened. Uh, Casey and I finished out all the way through season eight. We're not going to talk about it. Keep going. Anyways. But yeah. So. Anywho. And then I'm just really curious why the fuck that Odin only has one eyeball. What happened to the other one? Poke it out. I mean, I have definitely accidentally poked my own eyeball. So Reds came out. Just. On its own. So then Odin in mythology sacrificed his eye to gain divine wisdom from the god Mimir. 
who is the wisest of the gods and the keeper of the well of knowledge. He resides near the well at the roots of the Yagdrasil. By taking out his eye, he was able to drink from a well that let him understand everything. All right, so back to Odin, Woten, and Erda Jord. You did that really good. <laughs> Odin and Jord have a son together, Thor. That part had me screaming. Mm-hmm. So then Erda comes in the first opera of the ring cycle. And at the end of the opera, she basically tells Woten to fuck off, get rid of the ring because the ring is cursed and all the gods will fall if he doesn't get rid of it because everybody wants to have it because they're obsessed with power. And then I said, sounds like they're about to leave the Shire with a wizard to go on an unexpected journey. It's a fucking Lord of the Rings joke, Liv. I get it. I was just thinking about the ring and like the ring being cursed. And I was thinking about the ring on the cover of Akamath. And I was like, oh, is Feyre's ring cursed? And I was just thinking about it. That's all. So Woden is like, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> you sounded just like Tristan Flynn in House of Sky and Breath. <laughs> I'm here to tell you what. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I was listening to that today and I got to the part where Declan's making fun of him for like, <laughs> like ratting him out about the ox bombs or something. He's like, <laughs> <laughs> your, your boobs are so round, just like the bombs. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> Hey, God. Oh, no, I know exactly what you're talking about because what? I love how we made fun of that. It was a Southern accent and we're like, he's not supposed to have that. And then listen, Elizabeth just rides with it. I love it. I love it's it so, so funny much. to me. God, that's so funny. Okay. Keep going. Sorry. Anyways. Um, <clears throat> Woten is like, I don't give a fuck. Just so I didn't set you off again. Uh, the only thing I care about is you because I want to fuck you. I want to fuck you. Fuck you. You already know. <laughs> I did not know where that was going. <laughs> and I see you looking. Okay. Oh, sorry. <laughs> and then they do. <laughs> I said Rebecca's words, not mine. <laughs> there you go. And remember, they have those magical Norn and Valkyrie children. Yep. So then the last opera is called Twilight of the Gods. And then I put, sounds familiar. Probably filler. This is where the Norns are in the picture for the first time. And Hildy gets rid of the ring at the end and the world goes up in flames. Where it's built from anew from the ashes. So she saves the world, but the gods die in the process. And then I put, Aelin? Is that you? <laughs> so many parallels to Ragnarok. Why did I put all of this go, Rebecca? <laughs> oh, <laughs> all of this got Rebecca. <laughs> Jesus. Listen, there were some parts that I was just like, like all that, all of this got Rebecca thinking about Mama Archeron and how we don't know shit about her. So we have the goddess Jord, Erda, who has the children with Odin, Woten. They have daughters who are the Norns. Which, to reiterate, the Norns are deities in North mythology responsible for shaping the course of human destinies. In the Volsiba, the three primary Norns, Erd, Word, Verdandi, and Skuld, draw water from their sacred well to nourish the tree at the center of the cosmos and prevent it from rot. These three Norns are described as powerful maiden giantesses, Jotuns whose arrival from Jotunheimer ended the golden age of the gods. And then they have one Valkyrie daughter. <laughs> She's an afterthought, clearly. 
We just talked about her for ages. So um, Rebecca goes on to agree with us about Nesta being something other. Mm-hmm. 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 Also, thank you for agreeing. We always appreciate your support. Mm-hmm. So what if we have this goddess who is presumably Mama Archeron who had sex with Odin and then she goes on to have three daughters? What if Feyre and Elaine are the Norns and Nesta is the Valkyrie? And then I put screaming in parentheses <laughs> because that sent me whenever we were listening to her voice message for the first time. But what if they are? Yeah. Mama Archeron over here just fucking around and then, but like it also just has me like pondering like how does Papa Archeron fit into this? Because Papa Archeron hung the moon for her. That was like pretty much the only person that she actually loved and doted on and actually gave a fuck about. Yeah. Which I feel like, I don't know, we said this too, but I feel like some kind of something going on with them like. Yeah, maybe he wasn't all cracked up what we thought he was. I don't know. I feel like she had some kind of like bargain and her bargain ran out and that's why she died. And Nesta was pissed off. Like their dad didn't send for a cure or whatever, but I don't think he did it because I think he knew what there was something he could do. Essentially. Yeah. Yeah. So then I had on here, maybe, maybe their mom was Faye and then she became human with some kind of bargain. Hey, like the Jessica, Jesse Baba thing that grants Mm -hmm. the person, the, thing or maybe she suppressed her magic like they had to in throne of glass or maybe she made a bargain (laughs) okay now we're circling back like you already said that anyways so then i pulled up mama archeron so then there's mama archeron mama archeron quote that is my nesta elaine shall wed for love and beauty but you my cunning little queen you shall wed for conquest. What a fucking weird thing to say to a 13-year-old. Exactly. It, I don't know. I was just like, she says something specifically for her, which like the fact that she literally married the Illyrian general, or not married, but like, mated with the Illyrian general. She is a Valkyrie. Like, I mean, it's all coming together, Grunk. It's all coming together. <clears throat> Anyways. Jordan Erda is also noted to be an omniscient omniscient seer. Thank you. You knew that was going to be a hard one mm-hmm. for me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Elaine is the seer. Feyre built the cauldron and Nesta is the Valkyrie. That would explain the picture of the Norns that depicts the one holding the cauldron with the water pouring out. The one with the strings of fate. And I have the seer. And then the one with the wings. Who's the Valkyrie obsessed. I love it. I love it so much. Rebecca even suggests that maybe they have a missing sister who could be the true third Norn since we don't know shit about the Archeron family tree. We don't. We don't know shit about shit. Another thing that George is referring to or is referred to as mother of the mountains. And then I put like Cathona is the earth goddess and the lover of solace. She calls to members of the house of earth and blood. Because she is depicted as the two mountains. So all of that to say is... Thanks, Rebecca. You're the best. Rebecca... In the whole world. The whole wide world. Also, the fact that Richard Wagner wrote a whole, like, four opera thing and that you get to hang out at an opera house and run the front of the house. Also, Rebecca was wonderful enough to send us Wikipedia links. They are in German, so I probably should, like... 
I don't know if you try. I don't know if it like keeps Google. them changed whenever you translate it. And so it's just she sent us links about the Norns, and then she also sent us more a link about Erda, specifically like with Richard Wagner's like the character of in the ring cycle that she's in. Um, trying to see. Also, I was just laughing because there's so much talk about in that section of Norse mythology about Balder and just made me laugh because I know like that Baldur's Gate three game or whatever is like really, really popular. I've seen where like a ton of like artists and stuff are drawing the like white haired vampire character in that game. Mm -hmm. And so I was just like, okay, this is also very timely. So thank you, Norse mythology for... (laughs) I don't even play video games, but I've been so intrigued to check it out just because everyone's so obsessed. I know. Do you want to play? <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. We'll talk about it later. When we have time. Mm-hmm. In our free time. And all of the free time that we have. When I'm dead. Yep. You know what? I probably won't even have it whenever I'm dead. And then in this third link that she sent us, this is just really cool because she does send us a link for the Earth Goddess Erda. And the picture of her that is at the top of this is just beautiful. It's this blonde-haired woman. She has a spear. There is a helmet and the shield. It, it is just a very beautiful depiction. And also, this whole conversation is just very timely because I'm also reading the e-arc for A Fate Inked in Blood, which is literally a Norse mythology. Love that. Yes. So it's it it's sending me at this point. Like, any anything and everything. I'm, and then it's fun because I'm also like... I'm like, oh my gosh, we, we've talked about this on the show. Like in this, so it's, it's really cool that I'm like, I'm going into this book already knowing so much just about mythology and it's making the read so much more fun. So in that Rebecca, you killed it. You nailed it. This was so much fun. Thank you so much for sending this in to us. Yes, it was quite literally delightful it truly had us screaming number one because the fact that you were just you care enough to send us a voice note that part also it's really cool that you get to work in this opera house and that it has come full circle for what you do to connect with the massiverse so that's even funner so thank you thank you And on that, thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. Follow the show on Instagram and TikTok at A Court of Theories. You can follow us on our personal pages, slide into our DMs, or email us your theories at acourtoftheories at gmail.com. Rate, review, and subscribe. Give us a five-star review and tell us what you love about A Court of Theories. And if you don't like the podcast, keep it to yourself. You animal. Okay, love you, bye. Okay, love you, bye.